0: Hey, good people, this is your NI Dom back with another reflection. And this is a personal journal for contemplative people looking to think, grow, and have impact in the world. So, hey, looking forward and looking back. That is my starting point. Looking forward and looking back. Some, um, I do, I generated a list this morning uh, while I was still. Laying down, just pulled out my cell phone notes my notes notes on my cell phone, and I just made a list of some things that i I wanted to process with you all and um, usually those lists aren't usually about you um, but maybe that's why I put the list in my cell phone and not in my notebook, but anyway, if you're new to this project, you don't know, really don't even know what I'm talking about with lists and notebooks and all of that, but anyway, that's not the point. <laughs> the point is. That this morning I woke up with a few things. Um, I don't know if it was about processing with you. I wanted to process it. And then I thought, oh, this might be something to process with um, with the your NIDAM community. And when I looked at the list, I think there are only four things on the list. I was like, this is really about looking forward and looking back. And so that's what I'm here to talk to you about, okay? All right. If you're new to this project, this is a personal journal where I process my inner and my outer worlds. I do so by using personality theory. The two that I use the most are the Myers-Briggs and the Enneagram. Pushing those two systems together, I identify as an INTJ-8. I also identify as an African-American woman from a lower socioeconomic background and from intergenerational trauma. I'm a trained and practicing educator and social scientist of about 30 years, and half of that time has been in leadership. Politically, I'm sorry, I was thinking about something I wanted to share with you all, but, and I was like, ooh, is that on the list? No, it's not on the list. I need to add it to the list. All right, let me get back to my disclaimers. Politically, I lean into tenets of critical race feminism. For me, um, that just means that I have an intellectual sensitivity to social constructs such as race, class, gender, sexuality, just to name a few. This project is unedited and it is unscripted. It really is a personal journal where I am reflecting. I do use a lot of uh, personality theory jargon. I am not here to teach it. I'm just here to use it <laughs> for my own um, development. And so I would encourage you to go. If there are many people out there in the Internet that teach personality theory, I do not profess to be a teacher for personality theory. I am a teacher, but not for that. But if you learn something along the way, that's fine. But ultimately, I'm here just to inspire growth um, by going through my own growth process. I mean, hopefully, that's what's, what can come out of it. But anyway, this project is unedited, it's unscripted. You're going to get what you're going to get. You hear me? <laughs> if you want to know more about it or me, feel free to go to my website at your com. okay so let me do um, a little housekeeping if you can tell by the background i am not outside i am not in my car and that is yay i don't know the last time i've done a reflection in this spot in my house which is my preferred spot until my neighbors start doing things that they do whatever whatever so i'm in my preferred spot all cozy on um My sofa, I was going to light some candles, but I'm just too comfortable in this spot, so I'm not even going to get up. So thank you for those of you who were able to listen to that um, last reflection that I did. I was in my car, and I'm going to... That's part of the reflection I want to do about looking back. So I'm going to go back. I'm going to to touch on some of those things I talked about when I was in the car, but please, if you haven't listened to it, I know it's difficult because I'm talking loud. The car is moving. Um... You know there's background noise but I did some really really important work for myself in that reflection about triangulation I had some really really important breakthroughs and I think might be what's influencing my looking forward today there's going to be some looking back but I think ultimately I'm excited about being able to look forward I've been able to do that in a minute and uh, so I think that that reflection was helpful so uh, please check that out. And I did another one while I was out of town with my sisters and my sister and my nieces. I don't remember what it was about, but um that didn't that's not getting a lot of love. I don't know why I don't know why I haven't gone back to listen to those two, but anyway, definitely, the last one triangulation was was really really. Important really, really important. I also do a lot, I talk about, I talk about triangulation in a way, like I talk about there are four different ways triangulation occurs and not, I'm not talking about academic research triangulation. I'm talking about triangulation as relating to psychology. Okay. So go check it out. All right. All right. Let's jump in it. So looking forward and looking back, um, so i um, One of the things I did this morning, um, so I have this practice. I think I told you guys, um, morning times are really writing times. Now, back in the day, I would write curriculum. Um, I would also map out um, some org design work. Um, but I would write, I would get up out of my bed, I would go to my computer, or go to my desk, because I also like brainstorming on paper. It's just, I love brainstorming on paper. But since these, my phones have gotten so smart, um, the last five years, at least, at least five years, maybe seven, I'll pull out my phone and I'll start, I'll write down what, like I'll write a poem or I'll start writing an essay, and it has become like this really uh, enjoyable part of my my life, really. Get up and I can start writing and I don't have to get out of the bed. I can start doing it um, in the bed. <laughs> I'm not going to even touch that. I wanted to go somewhere with that, but we're not even going to do that today. So I pull out my app on my phone and I just start writing and I really like it. I'm very encouraged by it. One of the things, the one downside to that is that I'm not getting up out of the bed and going to my computer. And because on the computer I have what's called my WAR sheet. WAR is an acronym for WAR. It's for Weekly Activity Report. And I track my activity based on some priorities that I have, some priorities in my life. And I just track it, my activity over the week to see if I was committed to those priorities. Well, that worksheet is on the computer. And so when I do this writing from my bedside, which is great, I mean, I could just like, because um, as an NI DOM, I believe this is associated with my uh, dominant function, uh, introverted intuition. I really do believe this. But um, what was I going to say? Let, doing it, there's a downloading that happens when I wake up. Right, so my brain is my consciousness or whatever however you want to explain it my um, is is working some things out when i'm sleeping it's actively working things out, organizing and everything, so when I wake up, there's this heightened level of clarity, and I used to feel like, and I still do actually that that was god you know god was like speaking to me and so that's probably why i use i i protect my morning times my morning times are very sacred um very sacred i love that time because i'm i get all of this clarity revelation whatever and uh the phone is really this app on the i have multiple apps that I do this with Cause my boss was like, how do you do this? What does your purging look like? How do you do it? I'm like, it's not fancy. I just pull out my phone. I've got a couple of apps for different reasons for me to... So I'm downloading things. I'm, this purge that I told her about um, relates to different parts of my life, right? If I have some clarity in the morning about um, my job, I, I'll open up an, uh, a, a system that I have for my, my thinking on my job. If it relates to my writing, I have an app for that. If it re- relates to... Um, which some goal setting, which is what I want to talk about in a second And I'm working on developing an app for that. But anyway, the phone is just amazing to be able to, um, download these revelations. So this morning, um, and not just this morning, but I've been waking up just because, um, my brain is also a problem solving apparatus And so there, when I'm dealing with, um, I'm dealing with a couple of puzzles at the job. You know, I have a new job, right? I'm talking about it all the time. Um, So there are a few puzzles. There are a few problems that are delicious for me because they're just like problems. They're like puzzles. And I, if I wanted to, I couldn't stop it if I wanted to. I'm trying to solve them. And so my brain is working on that overnight. I wake up in the morning with clarity about those problems and I'm like, "Oh, here's another puzzle piece. It fits here." And so I started recording anyway. But what I haven't been able to do is do anything for that war sheet, this weekly activity report. And so as I'm talking this through with you now, I'm realizing I'm realizing it because what I did this morning is I started I opened up I did this yesterday. No, I did I think I did it yesterday. I create. I opened up my notes and I created um, things to purchase. I, mean, I created a note and I titled it items to purchase. And I just started making a list, right? That would actually go on my computer. So part of my weekly activity report, not only am I documenting my activity, I have things to do, tasks. And they're organized according to domains. I'm not going to get into all of that with you. If you want to know how you if you want to help any help on organizing your productivity contact me i will you know i'm learning to say that to you all more because i'm thinking maybe you guys don't know i'm i am here if you need any assistance i, I you know i listen to other people on youtube and they talk about um if they their indjs and like contact me if you want to know this and i'm like i guess i could say that i just thought if you wanted help with something you would contact me but maybe i need to say that okay well anyway if you want if you want some help with um getting yourself organized you know definitely let me know okay um contact me you're at <laughs> anyway so um because i don't have i'm not accessing my war sheet on my computer i don't really have a systematic way of moving about because this new practice in my life of doing this thinking and this writing from my bedside. Now, a couple of years ago, um, nope, 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 nope. Uh, It's almost a couple of years ago. Um, In the spring of 2021, I did an episode called The Brain Room. I was so excited about that episode uh, because I have a spare room and I put, I post things on the wall based on these different areas of my life these different domains of my life and when i have an idea or a thing a, an idea or an activity i would write it on a little sticky note and then i take that sticky note and put it on one of the p- pieces of paper that related to that domain so all of that stuff doesn't have to live in your head now, there was an INTJ young lady, I always forget her because she's not somebody I really watch. But when I do watch it, because she's usually talking about productivity, I, I mean, I don't need any assistance with that. But when I watch her, I mean, she's really, really good. And I did watch it, listen to an episode or a YouTube video where she talked about um, really not holding that stuff in your head that putting it on paper frees your brain up so that it can think about other things and not things that you need to do. And so that one, when I watched that video, I was like, yep, yep, yep. And you know, I know I promised you guys I was going to get her name. I really need to remember to do that. And I don't even know what episode I made that promise to you. But let me see if I can try to put that on the website for you. People that I reference a lot, right? So that there are a few people that I reference in this... In the my in the typology community, that um, you may want to know the links to. Anyway, moving on. I've totally digressed. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I just went into like an unnecessary an unnecessary rabbit hole. So anyway, I woke up this morning. Um, the last two mornings, and I got a note about things that I, items I need to purchase, and that felt really good. I've the last few weeks, I've. Uh, done, been doing some research for work and I create a I curate a list for that um, because in my job I have this document it's, it's a weekly document um, where I'm like just part of it was my onboarding process of learning a new job right but I'm going to continue it I'm going to hit my three month mark y'all I think I got this will coming up will be week 12 and I think we will have I think it's going to be week 13 weeks or 14 weeks For it to be my 3 month period But this week We will hit week 12 Anyway um, And so uh, these, This this research that I'm curating In the morning I take that list And I forward it to I email it to my, my work uh, Email address and then I copy and paste it And put it in my work document because that's work, right? I'm just laying down in the bed working. <laughs> anyway, I'm finding all of these great things to do in the morning. And I said all of that. It took me 15, 10 minutes to tell you that this morning I made a list of goals. A list of goals that would go inside of my weekly activity report. And so I need to figure out how to take that um, activity report and put it on my phone. I don't know how I'm going to do that. So just like I take that list that I curate when I'm researching for my job, I'm, and it's not like I'm like, oh, let me, let me work in my job while I'm laying in the bed. It's not. But if I wake up with a download on something clarity and I decide to go and do some research to better understand the thing that I have clarity on, then I'm going to do it. And then I capture those links. And then I forward them so that I can include them in my document at work. Well, I can do the same thing for my weekly activity report. I can take this list that I'm doing in the morning, these notes that I do in the morning, I can email it to myself, and then I can go to my computer and I can capture it. Because I'm not getting up in the morning going to my computer. I'm so excited to work that through. If you're not an INTJ, well, I don't know. I don't know how another INTJ would hear me. But anyway, that's how I keep myself organized. And so, when life changes, routines that you have in your life need to change. And it's not always clear how they need to how you need to calibrate. But that's what you just heard me working through. There's some changes happening in my life. There's no real need for me to get up out of bed <laughs> if I don't have to, right? Because I work from home. And so, anyway, I just said that all of that to tell you. I wrote down some goals, and you guys, it's been a minute since I've been able to have some goals in my life, and it scared me I'm very we're talking about looking forward that's what these goals are about and then I'm gonna look do some looking back, and I hope I'm gonna end by looking forward again. It has been a minute since I have been able to look forward and I didn't realize it I not fully I will say that I listened to some content I don't even know who it was but they were talking about INTJs or maybe I was reading some content INTJs are planners they look into the future and they plan and I was like oh shoot what does that say about me because I'm really really having a hard time planning into the future I'm not just having a hard time planning into the future. I'm having a hard time seeing into the future. I really am. What does that say? And I did, I was like, oh shoot, does that mean I'm not an INTJ? And then if I'm not an INTJ and I'm looking in the past, what does that mean? I'm an ISTJ? ISTJ, which means that I would have to swap out that introverted intuition and insert introverted sensing. And there's just so many things about me not being connected to the sensory world that that's insane. You know, that would be insane for me to really, really try to try to make peace with being an ISTJ. Although I did take a test only one time. It's only one time I tested other than INTJ. And I tested as an ISTJ. And that's after my breakup, after being in a 10-year relationship with ISTJ. Um, and I believe, you know, being in my grandmother's space, I believe my grandmother was an introverted sensor. And so I, I made sense of it. That, But there's nothing about me that is... Uh, anyway, I should say nothing. But anyway. Uh, anyway. Okay. And also I did an episode on anxiety. Did I tell you guys I made a connection? I think in that episode I need to go back and listen to it. I made a connection between <laughs> um extroverted intuition and me having anxiety when I have uh a bout or a, a a burst of anxiety. It's like um it doesn't that anxiety doesn't stay on me. But it's like a jolt, that's a word, like a jolt of anxiety. And I have connected that to activating extroverted intuition in a way that is disconnected from introverted intuition. Okay. I also recently did an episode about. Um, I think I, it was called. Was it? Was it identity? It may maybe was identity, but that wasn't the one I did two weeks ago. If you guys are listening to me, I'm feeling pretty like flighty right now. Like, um. I think I'm in a bubble. I think I'm in an energy bubble right now. Because I'm able to look forward and the result of that energy bubble is showing up in this reflection because I feel like I'm dice I'm jumping around right now. So please excuse me, I'm trying to settle myself. I think that's really what it is. I'm feeling an energy burst. I'm feeling really, really good. I'm feeling an energy burst and it's showing up in my thinking like, Oh, what about this? What about this? What about this? What about this? Okay. So, anyway Anyway, I was worried that I wasn't able to look ahead because I've been doing so much looking back, so much. And that's important because it's who I am. And one of the things I thought about, about why I wasn't looking ahead one, maybe I'm not really an introverted intuitive. That's one thing that went through my head, even though it didn't stay long, just because. Did I go and look up ISTJ? You know, it just didn't live with me long. I may have gone to read about ISTJs just to double check. I was like, no, that's not it. Um, but that was one theory. Another theory that came up when I was finding myself not able to look ahead was um and this is a big one my age you know I'm fifty one I'm officially fifty one and a half now and um I don't I don't think I had made peace with aging. And that's a hard thing for me to really say because I don't feel like I'm struggling with aging. I really don't like um, like my body is changing. I don't like that, but <laughs> I made peace that I'm I'm not going to have the body that I had when I was 22. But I want to have a fly ass body at 51, right? So I don't feel like I'm grieving aging. I don't feel like I'm mourning it. But what I think, and I talked about this in an, uh, a reflection that I did about um, a midlife crisis. I don't think I named it that. I don't know. Maybe I may- named it midlife. Um, and I love this article. If whatever episode that was, I there was an article that was influencing my thinking. And what the author said in that article is that we have no, a number of shifts in our life. Midlife is just one, it's just it's a, just another shift that you go through as you age, as you develop, as you mature. And um, it's, it's only a crisis when you don't have, you can't reconcile it. And so I don't really feel like, I don't really feel like it's a crisis, but maybe it was because I don't have a lot of models for the woman I want to be when I grow up. So, when I was younger, I had models of what I wanted to do. Like, I wanted to get degrees, I wanted to do certain things professionally, I wanted to do certain things um, personally, in a room, with, I would guess, with a partner. Some of those things have occurred and some of those things I haven't been able to achieve yet. But I had a model. I had a, I had role models for that. Well, I'm 51 now. I don't have a lot. The people who are older in their 60s and 70s don't really model for me what I want when I'm 60, 70, or 80. I will give my mom credit, though, because my mom has an active social life. And she's got a friend group that is awesome. And I want that. I've just declared that for myself. And I've been talking about it, but I feel like I have a, 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 number one, I have a better vision for that, a clearer picture for that friend group. And what I wrote down this morning was that I want a friend group that engages me as an INTJ8. And I think that I have been very, very disconnected from my identity as an INTJ eight, and this goes back to the episode I did a year ago about why it is okay to identify with your Myers Briggs type as long as you're doing it with, you know, with within moderation, right? Keeping it in perspective, because when we don't have that, and this is what I said before: we begin we take on identities um, that aren't ours. We take on characteristics that and narratives that other people told us about ourselves. And we don't have a way of owning ourself. This is what I love about embracing typology as a form of identity work. Because we don't have it of any other way. And I'm thinking about in this, um, I need to break this down because I'm I'm in a job. This this conversation is around equity, right? And there's a young lady that I don't think values typology, and I get it. But, but my argument is, we in the in equity work, one thing, a part of equity work is identity building, identity protecting. Well, the identities that you're fighting for in this equity arena, think about this young lady. Are all externally driven? They're all social I- identities. These aren't identities that really help us to connect with our inner landscape. So I think I'm gonna take. I think I'm gonna put that down and, and find a way to take that to work because that feels important. But anyway, so that's what I was doing. I'm an, I'm a black woman, right? That's an identity that I've had. And trying to build friendship groups on that. That's not enough. It's important. I'm going to have to come back and talk to you guys. I talked about cultural estrangement. Um, that is a real thing. And it's something I am processing. But. Making friends purely on the fact that I'm a black woman. And it doesn't mean all my friends are black by the way. But even in my white Friendships. I have to make sure they don't they don't situate me as a black woman. They've got to, in the, I read this article once. Uh, I I don't know. I actually don't even know if it was an article because it feels like there was a black woman and a white woman speaking. Where it was some content, and it was a really important point about white women. I think unless white people in general in friendships with black women or black people you've got to know that we're black and not know that we're black at the same time it's an interesting dance you've got to be able to keep in mind I'm black and not and forget that I'm black at the same time isn't that an um a paradox Or an oxymoron. Remember the episode I did um, a couple of um, back in August. Anyway, so that friend group that I this morning I wrote down. I wrote it down. I wrote it down as a goal. I am going to have a friend group that is going to engage me as an INTJ eight. And it took me a minute to write that. I wrote down have a friend group. And I was like, well, what's different? What's different about this goal? I've talked about this before. What is going to be different about me deciding that I'm going to have a friend group today? What's going to be different about it? From when I've said it before, and it didn't work. It hasn't worked. Now I have individual friends, but I don't have a friend group. And this is, I had to think about what gets in the way of me having friendships with a group of people. Oh my gosh, this is going to open up a whole different... This is going to open up a rabbit hole I don't want to fall into. Man, I miss the days that I could kick out 50 episodes a season. Because this would be... Like, I'm going to end this and I'm going to hit the record button again. Because this is a reflection all on its own. What I think... God, please don't let me fall into a rabbit hole. What I think is that... Those challenges that I have with making friends, and I do on an individual basis are magnified when I'm in a group setting. And all of the work that I've learned to do to navigate those challenges on an individual basis, I haven't learned to do on a group level. This is an this is an important breakthrough right now I'm having. I'm having a real breakthrough right now. Wow. So I'm a, I'm more of a social um uh, INTJ, I think that's because of the eight in me. Um, and so it's a struggle for me because of that social, I have a moderate social appetite, not a high, but it's, I think I might have more of a social appetite than other, particularly INTJ five, right? Maybe an INTJ six, any, any, any INTJ that's in that head cluster of the Enneagram. I have a higher appetite for, for social. But I don't have the skill set, and I don't really have an appetite for all of the um, inner workings of the um, of the social world. Because then I get irritated. I get irritated. I become um, intolerant, definitely inflexible. And these are qualities that you need when you're having friendships. You you know what I mean? You got to be flexible. You can't be intolerant. And so there are a lot of things about the social world that are problematic for me. And so if I have a friend that brings that social condition to me that I don't like, I become intolerant of it. Now, this is a really, really, I guess I am in a rabbit hole. Okay. So the dogs are barking upstairs. And so anyway, I don't even know where I left off. Um, so anyway, navigating that phenomenon or that dynamic tension or whatever you want to say between um so having a desire for friendships, right? But not I'm intolerant of some of these things of the social world is the matrix. I haven't talked about the matrix in a in a minute, but I'm intolerant of of just a number of things. You guys know I'm intolerant of ism, sexism, racism, heterosexism. I'm intolerant of that. I'm intolerant of, of, uh, of, um, I want to say capitalism, but I, I'm still not ready to just throw capitalism completely under the bus. Um, I know uh, Hillary Clinton used to call it crony capitalism. Um, I don't care. Anyway, there are things about the social world um, I don't like how we exclude. Um, we The social world can be very exclusionary. Um, I think the social world can be very harming. I don't like those things about the social world. So I don't engage in them. But when I'm trying to uh, do friendships with people who haven't taken a stand or stance, as I have, they're still very much connected to those, those entities in the social world. Right. And so on one hand, I don't care that you are, you do what you do. You do you boo. But what I don't want you doing is bringing that into our friendship. And when you do, you're going to experience resistance. And so that is just something that I've really had to struggle with individually and I've never articulated that until this now. This is why you guys are important to me. Because I, I get on this dang app and I, I have clarity. I mean, it, it's just because I'm extroverting it, you know, because I'm talking it out. It's just helpful. And I have I do have insight when I'm writing too. But it's just, I said this to you guys before. It's something about knowing I'm talking to people who I cannot get feedback on in terms of clarity. So I'm, it forces me to be, gives me a heightened sense of awareness of what I'm saying um, and how I'm saying it. And that extra awareness opens up. It just opens me up in a, di- in a different way or a unique way. But anyway, so that is a struggle when I'm dealing with individual people and I'm doing all of this work to navigate it. And, and I've gotten past a, what I think is a really, um, uh, a really important hump in my life about friendships because in looking back, I was doing friendships totally from the space of trauma bonding. Clearly, there is no doubt that all of the friends that I had before that were considered close friends, those were all trauma bonds. All of them. So then I had to go through this house clean, uh, cleaning phase, which was very difficult, very painful. Um, and I still love those people and I really want them to know that I love them. I wish I could explain to them why I couldn't engage with them the way I had been. I really wish I could, but they wouldn't get it. I'm sorry. I've been pausing back and forth trying to escape the dogs. (laughs) Anyway, um, that diff, that struggle individually has come so um has been a problem um and it's getting a lot better now that I'm on the other side of the hump because I'm doing a better job not picking friends based on trauma right um i could see it i i'm doing better i'm very proud of that actually and it's growing. I, I told my heart coach, it's coming. I mean, it's growing. Um, I have people that I can pick up the phone and talk, call and say, Hey, I have activity. What I have now is activity for people and that's not real activity. It's going out to eat activity. So that's something I have to think about. Like, okay. Cause you guys know I've been talking about weight gain and weight. Well, right now that's my only social that, and you know, when I go do karaoke, right? And so I'm like, I've got to expand my um, activity for, for friendship or, so I got to figure that out, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I got to figure it out and it's not, it's not something that is natural for me and it's not something that is interesting. So as a result, I... I don't research, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not living in a space of trying to figure it out the way, like I'm figuring out this puzzle with my job, right? If I could just get excited about the, my social life as a puzzle, it would just be a lot better, right? It would be better, but I just don't have that. I don't have it. So anyway, that's, that's growth. And then, but this morning I wrote down, I want to have a friend group. And, uh, and I, I think what is necessary is for me to center, um, excuse me guys, I I was paused again, dealing with the dogs. Um, so I don't really know where I left off, but I think I was just saying how being owning, I think I was talking about owning the being an INTJ eight and centering that, in me, or not centering it, but in like owning it. Um, there's another thing I've, I've been thinking about owning. Um, um, I don't know. Like I am going to have some sensibil- some sensitivities, uh, or sensibilities because of the the work that I've done around trauma recovery. Um, it's going to make me again intolerant to some behaviors that might be fairly benign to the average person but it's not benign to me um so I might have sensitivity for that I'm not sure I'm not sure how I'm not really sure what I want if I want to do anything with that but that would be an example but I definitely know really thinking about who I am as an INTJ 8 would be really essential so anyway so that was just one of the goals and, um, and it makes me think about, it does, you know, I'm going to look back now, I'm going back and forth, right? But it makes me think about, I have been feeling um, over the past week, since I left um, the South visiting my sister, and especially since I did that reflection on triangulation. I have really been thinking about the lost, what I lost because of trauma. The, and this makes me sad. The opportunity to really know me and to embrace me and to really build a life based on who I really, really am. It feels like a lost opportunity. Then there's a part of me that says, I wonder if this happens to a lot of people, right? You you go through the light world and you you respond to what your parent who your your parents are telling you what you need to be, and then you spend half of that your life being what somebody told you you were supposed to be, and then you hit this place where you go wait a minute that thing you told me to be that ain't me that's not me, and it's one thing to say something this is not that's not me that's one thing to say it. But it's another thing entirely To be who you think you are Because number one, you got to know it And then you've got to Build new muscle around it Build new pathways New, new uh, structures To be who you are because you've built structures based on an, um, not imposter. Yeah, I guess an imposter. To you, the imposter. You, the you that the world told you you needed to be. So I've hit this place a while now, where I'm like, okay, this is that's not me. That's not me. That that person mm-mm. and. Underneath that, I could see me. I remember when I really got to the place where I was, um, I don't want to get into the, I don't want to get into this now, but there was a, there was a, uh, a place that, something I had to come to terms with. Um, I really, really made peace with it in my forties, but I started considering it in my thirties, challenging and interrogating it. And so when I finally made peace in my 40s, I was like, did somebody convince me of this thing? Or was this, was this belief system, were the values I had all along? And the good thing about keeping a journal or a diary <laughs> for my whole life is I can go back and look at my reflections. And I can go back and read my journals from a i I can go back to my high school years because all of my journals um prior to the ninth grade were thrown out by an ex of mine who thought it was clutter and threw it away anyway, and I hate that because that very I could still see it that very first journal I had I had two I had two from when I was four and five, and I hate that he threw those away anyway we won 't go there. But I can go back in time and I can read about, I can read about, read about how I was seeing the world and I could see those values there. And you guys have heard me talk about value conflict. And most of the time I talk about value conflict as relating to my values that I hold. But I also think what was happening to me as I was going through the first half of life I was having value conflict between who I was and who the world told me I needed to be. But I resolved the conflict by leaning more into what other people told me I needed to believe or what I needed to do. Now, this isn't, if somebody from my life heard me talk this out, what they would say is, they would say, that's not true. Because you. I've always been pretty independent, which which I have. I've always done my own thing. At least I believe But there's been a part of my growth and I think this gets at the, I don't know how to explain it because I really felt like I've always been independent and I've always done my own thing. But I think there were some big, big bucket items that I did my own thing in. And then there were some smaller buckets that I didn't even realize I didn't have consciousness, and maybe that's what it was. I didn't even have consciousness that that was a thing, let alone the wherewithal to to, um, do my own thing. I think I would have done my own thing. I would have done my own thing in those areas had I known that those areas were areas. And I think about when they say a baby is born, A baby, when a baby is born, there's no clear understanding that there's a separation between the self and the mom. And then, as as the baby develops and grows, right, then there becomes this idea, this self, this I stage. Oh, this is me. I am an entity, and I think in so many ways, I was stuck in that space. I was a 50-year-old infant. I was, <laughs> you know what I mean? Where I didn't know, I did not know there were these areas in the world. Because had I known that, I would have absolutely done my own thing. Because that's who I am. That's who I've always been. But you can only do. You can only be independent in an area that you are aware of. I don't know if that makes any sense to you guys. But. And so I have, I, and I'm pretty sure there are things I still don't know. Right? That's, that's the beauty of living and learning and growing. I, I'm not worried about that. But what I am saying is there are things that I better understand. That there are things about the world, there are things about me in the world and i don't know i think i I have to i guess i guess i'm i just'm acknowledging that. I'm acknowledging that the self my identity there were things had I been exposed to different models right we 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 are all developing what's it's called the zone of proximal development we d- develop within a zone where we have access that is our developmental zone we all have a zone of proximal development that's just what it is and i Was the product of that And part of my development And coming from that intergenerational trauma And this is This is the looking back part That I'm very This last week has just really helped me to clarify This struggle between My eight self Yeah. I wish I had time to break this down for you because, and I need to say it because I need to put words to this breakthrough that I've had this week. And it's, I haven't put words to it yet. So it's going to be tough. But I realized as I was, after I thought about that triangulation reflection I did about my sister, I've been thinking a lot about, Something happened recently, just in the last day or so. You know what it is? It's partly the job. This job that I have. It's not the first time I've had a job that I like, by the way. It's the first time in a long time. Long, long time. But now, because of the time that has gone by of me working in jobs that didn't feel like a complete match. Being in a job that is, for the most part, a match. There are some there are some things about this that tells that tells me that tell me that I won't be in this job forever. I don't think I will. At least I don't think so <laughs> because of some things that um, it. There are some things missing, right? But no job is perfect. Um, and the part you know that you guys and I'm not gonna talk about the job and you know and there's some challenges that have come up by the way. I mean, you guys have you know some of it. You, I think you know most of it. But anyway, but being in a job where I'm fully myself, I'm using my skills, I'm I, I am I am able to be I am able to be the INTJ 8. And seeing what that 8 looks like on me when I'm in a it's a healthy 8 um I mean, it feels good. This feels good. Um, and I think about how I can't be that person when I'm with my family. And I just, I've done a couple of family events this, over the past few weeks. So I can be, like actually the last three weekends I've been with family. Maybe that's what's going on. Huh. Anyway, um, cause this is the first weekend I didn't do any family, anything family. So last, over the last month I've been doing a lot of family stuff and I can so see, oh my gosh, I can so see how parts of myself are parked in that, either parked in that arena or why there's conflict because I'm fighting to be me in that arena. But in that arena, there is no seat at the table for me to be me. There's only one seat at the table for me. And the only way for me to occupy it is for me to be a an impostered version of myself. And part of my own liberation is like, no, then I'm not I just then thank you. I'm just gonna stand then. I'm just gonna stand, thank you very much. Because I can't, if, if the only way to sit at that table is to be somebody else, I'm just going to stand. And I'm learning to do that. And, I'm, I, and I think that's a beautiful, that's something I want to write about because I know people who come from uh, inter, intergenerational trauma and they just, they cut off their family and they never return. And that's not who I want to be. That's not what I want. I don't want to do that. I've been really fighting hard. I don't want to have to cut off my family. But I'm also not going to be that person. So trying to learn what that looks like. I've I've tried a number of strategies over the past. um, Really. Really five years, but it's gotten better. I would say the last four years. Yeah, the last three to four years. And I've tried these little bit of these little strategies, as in, no, I'm I'm not going to sit at the table. Then, if the only way for me to sit at the table is to sit in the table with that, um, with that mask costume, if you will, then no, I'm going to stand. So I've found I've been finding little standing strategies, if you will, and um, um. Sorry, I put you guys on pause again. Um, so anyway, so I've been doing that and that feels really good. Um, but I as I do that, I I have just become aware of I didn't have that strategy when I was younger. And I'm just aware of, I wasn't I just missed out. I feel like it was a lot of time. I feel like I missed out on so much. But this morning I woke up and I did some goal setting, and I was in a conversation with a friend of mine yesterday that I think was really helpful. I think number one, I took a, that trip to this to visit my sister. Um, that was a twelve-hour time on the road. It's not a twelve-hour trip. It's about a ten-hour trip, but I make it. I just. It's about nine and a half hours, but I pull off, I eat, go to restaurants, walk my dogs. I I love it, especially when the the sky is good weather and it's just a good open sky. It is amazing. It's amazing. And so I have that, that was, I had a feeling that that road trip was going to really open me up and clear me, kind of give me access to thinking. And so I have to just make sure I have that period several times a year. I need that. I need to do that several times a year. Okay. So that was that, that helped. And I just came back last weekend. Okay. So then I talked to a friend of mine yesterday. There's a person, she's a friend that somebody introduced me to because we were both entrepreneurial and we're both into this equity work and it's not called equity work, but we're both into this equity work. We're, we're the same age we're educators, and it's just really we have a lot in common, except she's an e n f j <laughs> so that extroverted part of her is like sometimes it's just like Whoa! anyway, but anyway um so yeah, so we um we connected yesterday and she, I didn't know she was fifty seven she's fifty seven years old. I thought she was like 54 maybe maybe 55. I did not know she was 57 years old. And why is that important? Let me tell you why that's important. That's a model for looking into the future. Now, we are very on par, right? So she's trying to she's trying to start a school. I already started one, but the what uh, the beautiful thing about and I, my school isn't open anymore, but the beautiful thing about her is that She is still envisioning. She still is envisioning a better future and strategizing for that. Yes, even as an ENFJ, she's got plans. She's not strategizing the way I would do it as an INTJ, but she's still doing it. She is still envisioning the future. And I told her, I said, wow, I said, I said, I didn't really her age came up I said I did not know you were 57 I said honestly I have been really wrestling with my age in terms of looking into the future and she was like oh no oh no we've got you know there's work to do and she's not to say not we have time like oh we get time not like not that like it's not about time. That wasn't what the conversation was about. It was about action. Active planning. Active, active movement. I like that. Active movement forward. Seeing something and then moving into that thing. And so that her age hit me. First of all, her age came up halfway through the conversation. We were on the phone for maybe an hour and a half. I know I don't have many people I can do that with, but that's good. That's a good one. And we were like, "That's that's our that's she's my entrepreneur friend." I have another one. Um, she's and who's older than me actually, but she's my entrepreneur friend. I had that with my dad, right? I don't have a, I do not have another entrepreneur to talk to right now. And she's not somebody I even think about. So she's not an active friend. Like I don't, I, I maybe talk to her once or twice a year and something said, call her. I called her yesterday. And so we were, she was just telling me some things like I said, how's, you know, how's the business going? How is your, how are your plans going? And and so she was just talking about some hit, some roadblocks that she experienced and how she's problem solving it. She's about to go to Africa. She got invited to go to Africa to teach there. And there's a possibility that her school will be able to be open there. And I was like, whoa, you talk about calibrating where there are people who are stopping her from getting her school open here. And she and she's like, well, I just got an invitation to come to. I can't tell you what country in Africa. I don't want to mess it up, but she's going to the continent Africa. <laughs> and she's like, well, I might just have to do it there. And you want to, you want, that's one hell of, of, that is one hell of a commitment to a vision. Isn't it? <laughs> that's commitment. And that's inspiring. That's inspiring. And then when she said she was 57, I was like, but she did say something that I thought was interesting. There were two things. Oh, so I want to say one other thing. Before I tell you the thing that she said that was interesting. Um, there was something that I was trying to. I was trying to document something before I called her. And I was trying to pinpoint when this thing that I. There was something I had did in my past. And I was trying to figure out what year it was. And when I went back. I was struggling because I was like, no, I i could get to. i I was able to get. I was able to locate the thing that I did within a five-year window. But I was like, no, I did that in that five-year window. I did that in that five-year window. I did that in that five-year window. And then I was like, dang. I did a lot in that five-year window. And then I remember when I um, broke up for my ex, moved back full-time home. I took a piece of paper and I, I, I wrote out my life in five-year increments. Starting from when I graduated from high school at age 18. Or no, maybe I did it like this. I did 20 to 25. Excuse me, 21 to 25. Well, however. 21 to 25. 26. To 30 31 to 35 36 to 40 41 there it is you guys get the gist right and i mapped it out uh, up until 45 because i think when i did i was maybe 48 and then in each five-year increment i was able to jot down like, my accomplishments in those five years because i'm an achiever right i was i was like look i did this i did this this. okay right around this time i'm, I'm making some i'm connecting some dots Right around, right around my mid-40s, I got to this place where I was like, I don't have to be an achiever. I already am. You guys have heard me say that. I don't have to achieve. I don't have to do another thing. I've already accomplished. I'm Popeye. I am because, okay, i just been, that's, that's true, right? And I needed to go through that phase because I was achieving for acceptance. I was achieving for respect. I don't have to do that anymore Now I'm achieving Because I have things to do It's not about achieving Quote unquote It's about production It's about achieving that. It is achieving It's accomplishing The thing that you set out to do I'm going to wrap it up I just hit the one hour mark This has been good I don't know if this has been good for you But I don't know if it's been good for you. It's been good for me, y'all. But anyway, so I realized when I located that, that I'm not accomplishing things. And so it wasn't until just a second ago when I realized part of the, I mean, I looked at the last five years from 2017 to 2022. And I really don't feel like I've accomplished a lot. I really don't. I've been busy. And so let me change. I have accomplished things, but everything I've accomplished has been survival driven. And maybe that's something I should just give myself credit for. Maybe that's okay because of the whole liquefication process. The setbacks that I had, maybe it's okay. But they're not accomplishments that I can, <laughs> they're not eight accomplishments. They're not INTJ eight accomplishments. Let me put it that way. They're not. And it's interesting because how people respond to me when I tell them about the job that I have. They're Like oh. And you could even see a shift, and I don't, I can't stand this. You could see a shift in how they interact with me once they find out what, what where I'm working and what I'm doing. I hate it. But I wonder if I intuitively knew that, that because of the matrix, because of the social world, I have to occupy certain positions because that's how the social world works. And over the past five years, I was trying to buck that. I was trying to buck, I was trying to disrupt that. That's exactly what I was doing. What I was gonna tell you guys when I hit the record button, I was going to say that those five years were also marked by a lot of deaths. My grandmother died in twenty seventeen. My aunt passed in twenty twenty two. My dad passed in twenty twenty one. My stepfather passed in twenty eighteen. You guys you see what I'm saying? Like my uncle passed in twenty at the end of twenty maybe at the beginning of twenty twenty one. It was just a lot. There was a lot happening in that 5-year period. And I know when life we don't know. We don't know. We don't know what life is going to bring us. We don't know, and that's and I think that was part of it. That was scary for me. I remember listening to a YouTube episode about what INTJ's fear like what what is each personality type fear and what they said about intjs is aging because it, it's hard to look into the future i don't know but i do know one thing this morning my future apparatus was restored and it wasn't it hasn't been parked for 5 years don't know no. it wasn't it actually has only been parked this past year to be honest with you, because up until I got into this place that I'm, where I'm living now, I was I was still futures thinking about getting out of the hole. Right. I was in this hole. I did not know how I was going to get out of it. You guys, I have to go back and find some audio clips of when I was in that hole. And I, my, my darkest times, this is before the podcast started, because I have an audio journal, private one that I, did for my, I do for myself as well. And I didn't know. And I remember it was so dark. And then when it, there was a moment where I said, I saw, I could see the light. I could see the light at the end of the, then it was a moment I came out of the hole. And I was like, this is not where I want to come out. And my, uh, hard coach was like, give you, you don't have to. You don't have to, you don't have to come out of the hole there. If you want to go back in the tunnel, because I started, oh, I was, it went from the t- hole to the tunnel. And then I came out. She was like, you don't have to, you don't have to land there. I was like, nope. I went back in the tunnel. And I think in some regards, I came out of the tunnel last year. Right? I came out of the tunnel. And I think in some way, there's been something that confused me as though that was my landing place. Because I'm not, I came out of the tunnel. And I didn't, and I just didn't have I just didn't have, I just didn't, and I think you guys know I was working on a a business plan that was confusing because I've, as I've matured, this is a business project, this is the thing that I've been masterminding. As I've matured, my relationship to that thing has changed. And because my relationship to that thing was changed, it was just a lot of confusion. And then I think my dad died, and that went that that just was and I realized this morning i 've been grieving more than I realized it i really i can 't explain it to you all. I think that this future this future perspectives this this apparatus I have to cast out into the future and envision something and then get excited about, let's go to work. Now. We're gonna, we got things to do. I think that that was, it took a hit when my dad died. It did not take a hit when my grandmother and my stepfather passed. It took a hit when my daddy died. And part of that could be that my father was futures thinking. I don't want to cry, but part of that could be because he was futures thinking, right? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like you knew him, but he was, I think, I think he, I, I don't know. I think he had it. I struggled with sometimes saying he was SI or NI. I don't, I think he was in because he would have had a greater commitment to some traditions and around family if he wasn't, if he was an ISTJ or an ESTJ for that matter. I think he was. He was either an ENTJ or an INTJ. I just really think so. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I struggle with that one. I can't, t- can't take him, have him take a test now, can I? <laughs> anyway, um, so he was the person. I watched him do the future's thinking. And maybe, and maybe, I didn't even think about this. And I got to close. Oh my gosh, I got to close. I got to close here. Because it's just hit me. My dad was my... I talked about this right after he, fought, he passed. He was my model for future thinking and planning. And when he died, that died with him. I lost that model for that. I didn't, it, uh, it's hard to say it's a model because it's something that I have. But I lost the mirror of that thing. Uh, and the uh, motivation. And the, and the interrogation. Because he interrogated me in that way. I lost that. I lost it. And so... I don't know. I think I'm thinking. I wonder if that conversation I had with the young lady yesterday was was a big part of me being able to write those goals because I, I it, along with that the road trip right and along with me because I was like maybe because I had the job now probably a number of things and and when when it hit me to call her because it, it it came up out of nowhere so I was like give her a call and I called her. So anyway, I'm looking for it, y'all. I'm looking for it. I wrote down, I think there are seven, <laughs> six or seven goals. I'm laughing because that's extreme, right? But there are six, seven, seven goals. Seven goals are not objectives yet, but they're goals. Well, no, some, no they are objectives. They are me- objectives are measurable, goals are not. I guess. They're achievable. Yeah, goals can be measurable. Yeah, that's right. Specific, measurable, achievable. Realistic and time-bound. They're not yet Mm time-bound. Most of them are within a year. I wrote them down. I wrote them down, so we are we are almost back i i'm not going to lie and say i'm completely back i'm not going to lie and say that i'm not going to lie i'd love to say it but i think what's going to really prove them back is when i get back very active with that war sheet my weekly activity report because that's the that's the engine when i when i when i'm completing that weekly activity report with fidelity and consistency That's how you'll know. I feel good though. And that lost opportunity for me to be, for me to be me, it's not lost. I have something, I have, I may not have been fully me in the past for whatever reason. Not for whatever reason, but for those reasons that I talked about already. But I can definitely be me moving forward. It's forward motion, y'all. It's forward motion. You guys, if this reflection has had any value for you, please give it a heart. If this conversation about moving forward, envisioning, um, goal setting, about aging, about trauma, about identity and negotiating the self, if any of this relates to conversations you've had in the world, please take this link. It's a longer one. Share with those participants. Be willing to tell them to fast forward. Don't make them listen to This hour and 15 minute reflection. Okay. It's probably going to be a little bit longer. Maybe an hour 17 minutes. I hope I don't go to 120 though. If my moving about in this reflection. Has caused some randomness. And you'd love to hear it. You can find me on my website. At yournidom.wordpress.com And if you guys need any support. Like in terms of strategizing. Problem solving. Goal setting. Any of that. You can definitely reach out to me. Um, I am here for that. Uh, people in my personal life know that about me already, but I'm going to extend that to you in my digital life, right? You can definitely contact me on my website at yournidom.wordpress.com. I'm going to ask you to also, um, make your way to, uh, Facebook because I, I want to do some more there on, on the Facebook page. I'm not sure what I should do, but I'd like to do some more there and go check out my videos on YouTube. Um, and then subscribe. It helps. It helps. Um, YouTube isn't really a big, big engine for me right now, but I'd like to do more with it. So with your support, you go there and like a video or subscribe. That would help me. Okay. Let me give you your assignment. Oh, oh, YouTube is your NIDAM. Facebook is your NIDAM and Twitter is your NIDAM1. There you go. Let me give you your assignment. I think, I think a lot of these, um, assignments, on repeat and just they're just repopulated so hopefully they are nuanced so there's a slight variation but they're they're in a similar area and so the assignment that what I'm, your homework is this who are you and what's holding you back who are you and i'm going to make an assumption that who you are you're not fully living it out I'm just going to take that assumption. Now, if you are fully living it out, then this is one assignment. I want you to come and tell me this doesn't pertain to me. You're anti-dominant. Here's why. Because I want to celebrate you and I want to learn from you. Okay. But I'm going to take a, a wild guess that you listen to me, who you are. First of all, I'm going to guess that you probably don't even fully know it yet. Just because of how that socialization is so the significance, the prominence of the socialization process and how it impacts our sense of self is extreme. So who are you? And what's holding you back from being more of you? Because you might know it like I know it now, and I am now trying to put into practice what that means. I'm going to work it out. I'm going to work it out. I'm going to work it out. As long as I have breath in me, I'm going to work it out. I'm moving into the future with purpose, with dignity, and I invite you to do the same. You guys, it's been a pleasure hanging out with you. Until I come back, be well. Bye.